When I can't find something that I'm looking for, I create it. Welcome back to Striving and Thriving, a podcast about overcoming tough times and just trying our best to thrive in this thing called life. On this week's episode, Tori and I get a little bit of a blast from the past while we interview someone we both met in college. This week on our show, we have Becca. Becca is the owner of Wild Woman Coaching, and she's also a whitewater rafting kayak instructor. She connects people with the outdoors as well as a mindset that puts them in the right spot to conquer the outdoors with more confidence, courage, and motivation. Her mission is to help people live playfully, abundantly, and intentionally. I will say this interview is a little longer than some because Tori and I truly had an amazing time talking to Becca about so many different aspects of her life. We really hope that you enjoy her story and are even a little inspired by it. Welcome. Tori, you want to start with life updates? Because I feel like you have more than I do. Sure. Do I have more? I don't know. You just probably have an update. (laughs) Well, I mean, last time I was like not doing so hot. Um, I found out. Well, I just hadn't found out anything about my boyfriend, Max. Um, That morning, I hadn't heard from him, and he's currently deployed. So just big scaries that morning. So um, yeah, I wasn't super talkative, but the podcast was a perfect distraction. Um, Did I say last time that I expanded my tours to New Bern? I I might have said that I was getting ready to, but I don't don't think I'd expanded them yet. So yeah, expanding foodie tours has been amazing. Um, Two days after I launched the expansion, and then like, posted it a couple things that I was hiring. Um, I have a guide already. So that's like super crazy and exciting. So yeah, things are just really good. Um, on my end, other than like some medical stuff that kind of just is a bummer. I had like my eye thing that happened over the summer. I got optic neuritis, found out yesterday that the damage and current vision loss that I have is permanent. So that sucks because I can't really like I can do stuff, you know, I mean, like I can still see it's not debilitating, but uh, when I like exercise or hike or do hot yoga, I lose a lot of my vision um, during that time when my blood pressure's up. So I get kind of dizzy and disoriented. So I'm working through that just kind of sucks. And just a reminder that everybody's going through something in life that just kind of sucks. So <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll get over it here soon and hopefully it doesn't happen to my other eye because that would really yeah. be a bummer. <laughs> yeah, it would be. It How about you, Brie? Um, I don't have too many things. I went to San Francisco last week and mm-hmm. saw my biological father for the first time in 20 years. That was, we, we could do a whole episode on that. Let's do it. <laughs> I think we need that. I at least need a phone call because so, I forgot about this. I'm yep, sorry. Yep. Um, <laughs> it was good. It was good. It was it, being in San Francisco is fun. I'd never spent a lot of time there. Um, Kyle had never been there. So that was fun. We did all the like touristy things we did like a hop on hop off bus tour we did a boat tour around the bay under the golden gate bridge like it was fun we had a good time and i yeah basically got to i mean i like keep in touch with my dad but it was the first time i like really met my dad as an adult and it went well it's you know a lot but it went well so that's that's my life update that's what i got Heck yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And we have a lovely guest on today. We have to do how we know each other because um, and work work through which classes we had together. But both Brie and I know Becca from App State. Um, we all went to school together. Graduated same year, right? 2018? Oh, no. I graduated oh. 2020. 
No way. Oh, yeah. no. Okay, there you go. You were like a little baby. A little baby. Yeah, little baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought you were in our class. That's so funny. But um, do you remember? I mean, I know we worked together at EREC and mm-hmm. you worked at the climbing wall, right? Or yeah. for yeah. like the adventure program? Yeah, I worked as a um, a fitness instructor as well. I taught deep water aerobics and I worked in the weight room and I worked as a raft guide and at the front desk for the um outdoor programs and as a um as a uh the rock climbing like i don't know what they called it manager <laughs> i don't know, yeah, I don't know so what they called it, either. it must yeah. have been the weight room yeah that i'm remembering the most yeah when you because i was a facility manager and then we would hang out and it was like i never really i mean i got to know other facility managers but it was mostly like weight room people when i worked in src that like i connected that was just who you hung out with for two hour shifts and it was awesome yeah yeah <laughs> it was a really great way to meet people honestly Yes, 100%. That job. And, and it's just funny to think about that. It's like, oh, you're working, but you're really just hanging out and chatting and socializing. Oh, it's for, um, especially about 15 college. minutes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. In yeah. 10 minutes of it, you're walking around the building checking all the doors. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Becca, what did you, what, what was your major at App? I started as a music major, um, music industry studies. Uh, manufacturing and merchandising <laughs> and you're in marching I'm band so different than this now I wasn't in the marching band at App State but I was um <laughs> I was in drum corps <laughs> so I did a lot of marching arts it just was um like outside of school okay. yeah then have I you heard like, of drum oh, corps was... yeah oh, I was in marching band yeah so okay cool yeah so I played telephone at App in marching <laughs> band so then I was like oh wait you played like baritone right like something? yeah how yeah. did we play together in like the concert band? Now I'm like trying to think um, of all the connections. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I, maybe we did. Yeah. I think um, maybe there's, because I'm imagining you with your baritone. So okay. Then, yeah, probably. I'm not a stalker. I promise. <laughs> oh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> That's not creepy. That's what happens for Tori. We have people on who are like, oh yeah, we went to app and Tori goes, no, exactly. What did we do at app? Exactly. How did we do it? I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> I have to like, I don't care. <laughs> then see it in my head, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I mostly remember you from the gym, from working together. Yeah. And then Bree, I remember you from also the gym, but um, from the climbing gym. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And then you worked at Outward Bound too, Colorado Outward Bound. Did. But we didn't do that at the same time. No. But I also did that. <laughs> yes, I remember seeing that. Yes. You were there yeah. after, after me? Yeah. Cause you yeah. did you do that after did you do your internship with them? I did. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And you were an intern as well, right? I was. So I was a semester yeah. student um the summer before I graduated and then I went back and did my internship the summer I graduated. So I spent two summers out there back to back actually, which was, it was phenomenal. And it was so fun. Cause like, it was funny when I went to go do my internship, when I went to go do my interview for my internship, I like got on the phone and the guy who interviewed me was like, Oh yeah, you were that student last summer who like broke out in hives during the semester course. Right. And I was like, that was (laughs) what a great thing to be remembered by. (laughs) Wait, which backpacking trip have you not broken out in hives? Well, fair enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fair enough. Shared trip where we both broke out in hives. Yes. So, oh no, <laughs> just randomly or? <laughs> yeah, we never oh. found out. 
And we, bo- it was both on our legs. Yep. Mine was on the front and Breeze was on the back. Yep. Her, yep. And it was like so weird because we just like woke up and had these hives on our legs and like then had a lot of tummy troubles too. Lots of oh, no. Yeah. And they like, it was weird because this is like way TMI for someone who doesn't love, you know, medical things, but <laughs> these weird like splotchy purple purple patches after and like I mean we did that as transfer students so it was like two weeks before classes started or something like that yeah oh yeah band camp like I had them on my legs yes keep staring at my legs and I was like Uh, stop looking at me yeah Yeah. by the time we went to class I was like walking around in shorts and I remember seeing people from our trip and still being like look at my legs and I was like (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh wow anyways um so what did you and is that what you ended up graduating then in Becca music? Oh no, no. <laughs> I switched to um I switched to exercise science and then I switched to psychology and I graduated with psychology. Love that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like I went from music to exercise science. What <laughs> and then to psychology? Yeah, they're so they're kind of crazy different topics. I, I love it. <laughs> did it take you um? not there's anything wrong with this did it take you longer than four years because you switched so many times or did you end up getting to line it all up pretty well I lined it up pretty well um Mm -hmm. I think part of that comes from like my freshman and sophomore year I took like the maximum or more Mm -hmm. amount of credits I was I've always been kind of an overachiever I think I took 21 credits um my second semester of freshman year in music too which is like even more crazy because they're all like one credit hour classes And they expect you for a one credit hour class. They were expecting you to practice for an hour per day outside of class. There's literally only 21 hours. (laughs) Like (laughs) that's 21 hours that you're expected to be practicing outside of class per day. That doesn't make sense. So yeah, their math logic, terrible. But anyway, yeah. So what kind of initiated, so what started the shift from music to exercise science? Because that was the first shift. Yeah. Um, so I was extremely burnt out of music after drum corps. I did four years of drum corps. And for anyone listening that like doesn't know what drum corps is, uh, it's basically you go on tour with 150 other marching members um, and you tour the country in tour buses and you like go to different high schools and colleges and like professional stadiums and practice all day for like 16 hours and then you like perform at a show that evening and then you get on the bus you sleep on the bus and then you like go home um (laughs) or not go home you go to the next gym to sleep on the ground um (laughs) hotels yeah yeah no the only day you get a hotel is the night before finals wow yeah um so it's really really intense and I did that for four years I marched cadets and Boston Crusaders um ironically the opposite years that they did well um (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's funny (laughs) it's just kind of funny it was a very pivotal time to march very dramatic time but um that's a total tangent um and so I got super burnt out of that and that was like music was like my whole life since third grade all I did was music and then I was just so burned out. I needed something else. And I felt like I had a passion for movement Hmm. from drum corps. Um, And I ran a lot in high school. And I did dance so much um, as well. I danced from age three to like 16. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that's how I switched to exercise science. One of my like 
um, my favorite teacher was like, if you weren't doing music all of the time, what would you do instead? And I was like, I always wanted to try rock climbing. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> Who is that teacher? Uh, Dr. Snodgrass. Mm, I don't know. So yeah. Cool. But she shout out to them. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, she is, I'm friends with her on Facebook and I'm just like so impressed with all the things she does. Like uh -huh. it's still so inspiring. She's written books and like performed at like, or um, wow. I think like spoken at like really big conferences and stuff so she's oh, really that's cool. awesome. I'm friends with a lot of our rec management professors and like seeing been from ECU and app which is the unique thing about studying the same degree at both schools yeah. <laughs> yeah. um and then they all went to New Zealand in December <laughs> or and I was like I wish I was a rec <laughs> student or rec you know professor and I could go to New Zealand for a month <laughs> right <laughs> so jealous anyway um Becca where are you from I grew up in Delaware Oh, I think I knew that. Okay, sorry. Like, I'm like all okay. these things where I'm like, we did really have some long chats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what the uh, definitely the um, the rec center or the weight room was good for that. Like, yes, just literally and... talking for two hours with a stranger or like one right. hour and then shift change. Yeah, <laughs> and I what I think it was it a shift change. I don't know why I'm imagining you here. I know that one of the other guys that was there when that guy tore his pec. Were you there for that? No. Mm, okay. I don't Sorry. think so. I, I know it was memorable. another guy that was working, but I was thinking it was a shift change. Yeah. He was like doing bench presses, like laying on his back and like pushing up and he tore his pec oh. and he like, like screamed in pain. And then we had to come get the weight off of him. Yeah. And they were like, okay, you need to go to the emergency room. And he's yeah. like, no, I'm just going to ice it and go home. We're like, no, no, no. <laughs> you need surgery. Like you need to go to the God. emergency room. I'm not a surgeon, but like, you need help, dude. Yeah. And he's like, I'm just going to go home and sleep it off. I was like, your muscle just Classic. You could see like his muscle went from here to like here. It was so oh tiny. God. And like, I mean, it was, it was wild. So anyway, sorry. Whoa. SRC. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally nothing ever happened. Like I, like I just stood there and like watched people work out every time there was never any like like I feel like the biggest like thing that would happen is someone would wear like Crocs or something into the gym and we'd be like you can't wear Crocs sorry <laughs> I feel like I had so many weird experiences there like the power went out on my first day um Whoa. So, like we all got sent home and we had to lock up because the power went out first day I was like wow this is and it was like a first oh for everybody there I was like there you go yeah. Um, and then so many people just try to get in with the wrong card, you know, oh. that, was, that was my job. And I am a rule follower. So it's like, you can't come in here. Who do you think you yeah. are? <laughs> you are not this person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that's Becca, transitioning to psychology then. Yeah, sorry. Oh, mm -hmm. no, no, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. We're that's this is what we're all talking about. This is life. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just the thing that I like eventually want to get to is what you do now because I just think yeah. that what you do now is so amazing and so unique. But I'm like so curious about how you got there from being a music major. Yeah, I also yeah. totally <laughs> thought you studied recreation. So, no. yeah, yeah a lot of like people a rec major, right? No. <laughs> I was never a rec major. I thought about it for a second and I was like, I think I'm getting all the skills that I need, like outside of being a rec major. I want like a different perspective. Um, Good call. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I I'm glad Don't that I did. Wrong, but that's a really great way of looking at it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I switched to psychology. I was only an exercise science major for one semester. Um, I took some like 
um, that's how I started getting into medical certifications as well. Like I got um, my woofer and I think mm -hmm. that in was included potentially in the exercise science, like curriculum. Oh, nice. um, and I also got um, like the first responder certification, like not wilderness <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, through a course, but anyway, so I switched my major to psychology, just kind of like, it was like a very broad major. I've always been interested in like how people think. And I was like, I really don't know what I'm doing. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to go with psych because it's interesting to me. I'm excited about it. And I feel like it can go a lot of different ways and I could potentially still use music. I could still use exercise science. Um, yeah. I so that's kind of that. how I switched to psychology. Um, My minors in psychology, I'm also fascinated by people like so, so much. So I, I yeah. had, I like had some perspective because you know you go to college and they're like pick something and I'm like ah so like I know. it's crazy that they yes. expect you to do that <laughs> I want to go back now I'm uh, like yeah, when I start again at 30 I know because I just feel not that I'm 30 yet but I'm getting there you know <laughs> like if I go back in the next few years because I just have so much more interest in psychology yes. yeah like now having so much more life experience I just it really makes you question college being at that time in your life because yeah. it just really doesn't make sense to me and no, I was not excited about learning at that point. I was burnt out of like high school, like discipline. Right. Yeah, like, that's not yeah. <laughs> exactly. And now every time I talk to my therapist, you know, we're like talking about something and I'm like, I'm just so fascinated by this. And I'm like, why did I go to school yeah. for recreation? Yeah. I mean, I'm so glad I did, but like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Or, or just the pressure even to get it done. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm no roadmap. It took me seven years to get a bachelor's degree, but okay. by the time I, I got to app, I was very much ready to, to be done with my degree. And so, yeah. I mean, I was very interested in psychology. I loved it. But part of the reason I did it as a minor is because they were like, okay, as a rec, as a rec uh, major, you have to have a minor. And I mm. came in with almost all of those um, credits for a psych minor, minor. Like I needed very little uh. credit and I just wanted to be done. So I was yeah. like, yes, this interests me, but also this is great because it means I can be done in two years. Let's do that. Had I taken a little more time to step back, I probably would have double majored in rec and psych because I loved it so much. But I was mm -hmm. so on this like, man, I'm ready to be done. How can I get this done the fastest? I want to like move on to whatever's next because I've been doing it for so long. And I just think, yeah, with some with a little perspective of the fact that like and it was still very odd at the time. I mean, I make it sound like I'm like really old, but it has been what? How many years, Tori, since we graduated? math is hard what, six? a lot six so I mean even in the six years that I've been out of college the fact that it took me seven years to get a bachelor's degree was like very shocking at that time yeah you know? like it's less shocking now I think but yeah I like taken even more time to double major people would have been like you've been here for how long what are you doing and I'd be like I, I don't know Super senior, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Super senior. Right. 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 Keep adding super duper. Dee -dee -dee -dee. Right. Exactly. And it's like, but why? Why? Like, I just, I feel like when you go to college, it shouldn't even be labeled like that anymore. You know, like yeah. it should be freshman. So it should just be like your first year, your second year, and then who cares? However many years it takes, you know. Yeah. Like, anywho. Um. <laughs> so with your psych, with your, yeah. with your, with your love of recreation and yeah. your psych degree what are you where are you now what's how's life 
Yeah. Uh, so I started a business around three years ago. It's um, called Wild Woman Coaching. And I basically help people to um, work through their like mindset challenges in outdoor sports. So I help like outdoor athletes and just enthusiasts. Um, so you could be either getting into the sport or like be really into it. Um, yeah. Some some like classic things I work through with people are like feeling intimidated to enter the gym or to like go yeah. into a new space or meet new people, create community. Um, but also things like being scared of falling on the rock climbing wall um, or like lead taking lead falls, starting dealing with the risk of trad um, using yeah. climbing as an example, because yeah. I'm doing a workshop on it tomorrow. <laughs> um, but also my main sport is whitewater. So also like working with um, comfort underwater and holding your breath and managing fear while you're not able to breathe um, <laughs> stuff like that. So there's a whole lot of things I work on with people, um, but it's all like super, it's super powerful work. I'm, I'm really glad. I'm sure. It's so funny. I feel like <clears throat> you're doing something that's so cool. A lot of people that like aren't in the rec world don't really associate this, but I feel like when we were at app, you're like, you're either a land person or a water person. And mm -hmm. like, just listening to you talk about whitewater rafting like makes my palms sweat because I am not a water person I <laughs> I am a land person I climb I hike I backpack I I took a white I took uh water sports like as a as a rec major and I like yeah. sweated the entire class because I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god so yeah. I would be like a prime client for you when it comes to water sports because holy oh no 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 <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, I mean, I think like one of the biggest factors for like who I consider like an ideal client is like they have to like be super stoked on what they're doing. They have to like really want it. So if you really wanted to get into whitewater, then I'd be like, hell yeah, I'd love to work with you. But also like I totally recognize that like this isn't for everyone. And like it's all about like finding what you are passionate about and what like excites you and like what you actually want to do. We're not going to try and force anything. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so like, how do you, I guess, what gave you the confidence to coach people on this? Cause I feel like if I started coaching somebody about like breath holding and whitewater rafting, like, I mean, I like to raft, don't get me wrong, but like mm -hmm. starting to think about those things, I had kind of a near like drowning thing one time, not with rafting, but just another, anyway, I feel that. Um, <laughs> so like it would make me kind of anxious. So like, how do you, what got you to this point? And, um, yeah, what gave you that kind of, yeah, it's not been a short journey. I mean, I started whitewater kayaking around the same time. I, um, I guess like I met you guys, um, in 2017, I started whitewater kayaking and whitewater rafting and I've always kind of had like I always learned through instructing, like I learned whitewater kayaking initially through the lens of like, I want to be an instructor for this, <laughs> or like, I want to work for outdoor programs doing this. So I went through the outdoor programs training, like instructor training program and stuff. And that's how I got my foundations for whitewater. Um, and then eventually I became a raft guide as well. And I also went through a certification course for um, whitewater kayak instruction. So I have like a level four instruction certification. And then mm -hmm. I also did two summers of um, whitewater kayak instruction for a, an all girls camp. 
Okay. Um, so every day, five yeah. days a week, <laughs> took like 10 to 15 girls out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, for water. I am making it mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. And then I've also just done like rock climbing and stuff. And I feel like I created like this. I feel like I have a very like go-getter mindset when I can't figure, when there's not something available that I want to do. I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm creating it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's how like most businesses and entrepreneurs become their thing where it's like, there's nothing like this out there or nothing like this accessible to me right now. And I'm just going to do it. So that's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm like super interested in my water kayaking with you. So yeah, for so long, the flipping thing freaks me out, but we could try, you know, I, yeah. Every single time they did a rollover class at um, UREC, I was yeah. like, I need to go. I need to go to one of these. They were free. They were at the pool. I should yeah. have gone. And they I were so accessible. Yeah. And I was so bad because I should have just gone. I just, you know, it's really hard to app because you have a few months where it's like pleasant to be cold and wet outside, you know, yeah. after class, walking back to the dorm. And then there are many, many months where it's not pleasant. And when, did you take my scuba class? No. Dang, I'm like trying to think of like what else there was. Corey's like, there is more. <laughs> okay. Well, then I was already like doing diving stuff in the pool. And so then I already had all my wet days where I was like, I just don't want to get wet anymore. You know, like, that's so reasonable. Hair wet. Yes. It's like a whole thing. Um, yeah. anyway, so like now with your clinics and classes, I follow your um, I don't think it's, just, I think I do like your business. I'll make sure that I like it, but, um, I your <laughs> cool. clinics and stuff that you have going on. So, um, we share a little bit about like what you're currently doing and yeah, just what that looks like on a daily basis too. Yeah. Yeah. The easiest way to like stay up to date with everything is to join my email list. So I don't think you're on my email list, no, but I, I will so. get you on it. it. Yes, please. Um, and I send out, um, a weekly, I have a podcast um, that I do every week. It releases on Fridays at noon and that's called the wild one podcast on Spotify. Um, and for, it has like 36 or 37 episodes out right now. Um, they're each like about an hour long. And for the first like 30 or so, they were all about whitewater and the like uncommon, uncomfortable conversations that we have, um, in private about the whitewater community, but we don't really like talk about them publicly um that's awesome yeah so our that's stinky what the first chacos like... an episode what <laughs> our stinky chacos an episode oh <laughs> uh, no she came back and her chacos were the stinkiest chacos she's like sorry i was rafting all weekend and i was like leave the chacos at home next time for them to dry please <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> i should do an episode on like river funk that would be really interesting <laughs> yes um yeah but there's there's like episodes from like sexual abuse in the whitewater community um all the way to um like why like I'm doing a four-part mindset series right now that's not quite as intense as that like some of the topics are like super intense and then some of them are like um the four-part mindset series is the first episode was like how I'm not enough is impacting your outdoor mindset um, how like the, I'm a burden mindset is affecting your outdoor mindset and your climbing and, um, and kayaking and biking and all like outdoor sports. And then the second episode, I, I'm saying them out of order. The second <laughs> episode was uh, about taking up space. <laughs> oh. Um, and then the, the last one is a Valentine's day special, <laughs> which is kind of exciting <laughs> how your relationship status may be affecting your outdoor mindset. 
I love these so much. I'm going to go listen to all of them. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. do yeah. it. Is there future planned ones? What? <laughs> Are these future planned ones? That you're um, so I'm a Burden is going to come out this Friday at noon. And then the Valentine's Day one is coming out next Friday at noon. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. But two of them are already out. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So now my other question, ha- the mindfulness things that you're, you're podcasting about and you're, um, I guess teaching about is the right word to say, are yeah. those, what have you done in that space? That's like, obviously you've worked through some of these things on your own. Um, mm-hmm. but like, what have you, what did that look like for you to then feel kind of like Tori was talking about of like, not qualified seems like a really like harsh word, but to feel qualified yeah. to then like share that with other people. Like what have you done through those spaces? Yeah. So I, um, I worked at a therapeutic boarding school for a year. And then I also worked, um, at in wilderness therapy and then also have the, like the degree in psychology. And I have a few certifications as well in like mental health first aid and stuff like that. Um, so I've got like the certifications to qualify me, but that doesn't necessarily actually mean anything. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I also like I am in the like Ladies of Whitewater Facebook page with which for anyone listening who's like a lady in Whitewater, um, it's an amazing page. I'm not I'm not like in charge of it at all. I just love this page. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I see people like commenting all the time and like posting about how their mindset and like needs like improvement and it's what's holding them back. And so I saw like a huge need for it. And there is there are a few other people um, in this community that do it. There's like kind of one other person who does a very similar thing to I do that I do, but she more works with like older women. Okay. Um, and also, even though it's wild woman coaching, it's my like, I'm happy to work with other genders as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, women tend to feel drawn towards me um, more than men, but I would be stoked to work with a man who wants to work on their mindset as well. Um, yeah, but so I so felt cool. like I, I kept having like you when I grow up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> funny because you're old. And <laughs> I know, and I and I say that all the time. All of my favorite people are like younger than me, and I'm like, how did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, just... I feel like people just kept coming to me for like advice, and I kept seeing the need, and I kept reaching out and helping, and I was like, how can I make this like like this is already what I'm doing. How can I just like make right. this more a part of my life as well? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. I. I love it. So like day to day, you know, I'm sure you don't have a normal week, but (laughs) if you could describe some type of normal week, like what would that look like? You know, are you getting up in the morning and getting on calls with clients, then having a session or, you know, some type of group meeting in the evenings? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. So I am right now only doing one-on-one programs with clients. I have a 12 week program. So I meet with the same client for three months um, for one hour per week. That's kind of the, like the program that I offer. And so I will meet with clients throughout the day. Um, typically I try to keep to a, like a nine to five, realistically more like seven thirty to three, <laughs> like I, I'm a morning person. So I just like wake up, I do my morning routine and then I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. <laughs> right. Um, and the morning is like when I'm super productive. So I kind of have it like blocked off, um, except for like special, like if someone is only available during the morning, I'll make exceptions, but that's kind of my like planning time. And when I like 
prepare the work or prepare my workshops that I'm hosting and um, prepare events that I'm doing. Um, so kind of like my marketing strategy is like I have I host a lot of free events. Um, so like, for example, tomorrow, actually, I'm hosting a workshop at the climbing gym in Asheville. Um, and it's a 30 minute free workshop. It's with the ladies climbing coalition, which I actually just became an ambassador for, which I'm so oh, excited. Yeah, about. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah. Which just means that I'll be hosting a monthly workshop with them at the climbing gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's 50% off for women to come climb that day, that whole wow, day. That's wow. So Yeah. And so that's like how I like network and like meet new people. And if people feel drawn to me from like what I'm, who I am, then like, we'll keep chatting. They can get on my email list and see where things go. Um, Yeah. So I host a lot of like free workshops. Sometimes they're virtual. Sometimes they are in person. Um, And then in the morning, so the mornings are like planning and then like lunch and usually go for a run sometime in the middle of the day and like make content while I'm like doing things. (laughs) Um, So I'll just do like a little video journal kind of thing. Um, And then um, I'll have all my client sessions in the afternoon. It varies a lot day to day. Like some days I might have like four clients in one day and some days I might have none. Um, And it's all like super flexible. Um, Yeah, but I work around like four days a week or so um, and then have like three days of just like adventuring or like whatever I want to do. And all the time that I'm adventuring is also kind of networking. It's like when you have a business, like your life is kind of intertwined with it. So everywhere I'm going, I'm talking about it. Yeah, especially with your business and kind of similarly, like how my business works where you're kind of selling yourself, you know, you're like, you're selling, building connections with people and like not not getting them to trust you in like a manipulative way but just like yeah building the connection and building that solid ground where it's like wow this person does have a lot of information and guidance that they could give me you know either like through this client relationship um with your clients do you ever like then go out in person like at the end of yeah you do okay cool sorry yeah yeah you're good (laughs) so I also do kayak instruction (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I do kayak instruction and I'm currently like it's it's still January so um it's freezing cold um so I don't really do much kayak instruction in the winter outside of the pool sessions every Friday there's a pool session at the YMCA um, so sometimes I'll have, um, I'll have pool sessions with people. Sometimes I just go to the pool sessions myself and like, I'll like give out free, like tidbits and tips and stuff. And I'll be working on my own stuff too. Just like I would do as a person who doesn't have a business, like if someone needs <laughs> right. help rolling. I'm obviously able to roll. Like they asked me how to do it. I'm going to share. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Um, but, um, yeah, so I'm integrating, um, I'm creating like a new program. So the 12 week program is all virtual. Um, but then I'm creating another one that's going to be a 12 week program plus kayak instruction, like intertwined Mm. into it. Um, so that it's kind of like, you have to sign up for like the mindset work. You have to like really do the mindset work. (laughs) You can't just do the kayak instruction. Um, but then I do, um, have like you can, you can get like just a day on the water with me kind of thing. Um, but it's all integrated with coaching. So it's not just kayak instruction that you would get from like this massive, like company that just like pumps through clients. It's like, I get to know the people I work with and we work together like multiple times. Um, 
instead of just one-off sessions. Yeah. I'm so in love with this idea. Like I, <laughs> oh, so cool. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm just like going like you know fangirling over here because it's just so incredible to like think of that you've built this for yourself and like been running this business for three years. Um, yeah. So I guess the business side of things, like financially, <laughs> is it supporting your life and your lifestyle and like. Yeah. You know, how's that? I am um, not relating this to your life and lifestyle and money or anything, but I did see that you like did some van life car camping things. Cause I think we were around the yeah. same time. We were both doing that. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. It's so fun. So anyway, <laughs> but how's all that yeah. going? <laughs> yeah. So, um, as I started the business, like it's definitely like, I've had a lot of part-time jobs as well. And I was a nanny for a while and, um like that's like provided the like support the financial support I needed because as you know like it's hard to start a business and it takes like I feel like the average is like four years before you're actually sustaining yourself um so yeah (laughs) that that being said I would say that is accurate for me too like it's a slow start and I'm I have like other sources of income that are helping me to support my lifestyle but I also feel like um I mean, as you mentioned, like the van life, like when you're living in a van, you have so little expenses. I'm like, what are my real expenses like per month? Maybe like $200. (laughs) Like, so I was able to sustain myself on like nothing for a really long time as I started my business. And that was a huge factor in that, um, going to a lot of public libraries, doing sessions in the park with headphones on. (laughs) Um, yeah. So I feel like that's that's a key factor in how I personally started this business. And I think that this lends itself well to that because like I lived in my minivan. I did sessions in my minivan sometimes. Like my clients are cool with that. <laughs> if I were trying to work with like business professionals, like that would be so tacky and unprofessional. But like I'm You're sitting literally- there in my beanie and like puffy jackets and wrapped in a wool blanket and they're like yeah this is chill like yeah you're so cool (laughs) exactly right no I really think that that's that's that different mindset of like women who are like wow I want to do this you know and sometimes like women who want you know this kind of outdoor fun crazy experience and you're literally living it like yeah you know it's just it's amazing so yeah (laughs) I think I'm fascinated by the fact that you're filling a sector in recreation that doesn't get talked about a lot which is the the mental health side of things Mm -hmm. like I know that I mean there were a lot of reasons that I I didn't stay at Outward Bound but one of them was the fact that I I was not prepared to to take on I wasn't prepared to take on the mental side of of that job you know I Mm -hmm. was also in a kind of tough part of my life but I just, I found myself at the end of the summer for as much as I had fun being an intern and for as much as I was so happy that I did it, I was like, holy shit, I can't wait to go home. You know, I was Mm -hmm. like, I can't wait to be around my support system again. I can't wait to just like relax for the first time in what felt like months. And I, you know, when I, it was such a, it was, it was kind of a sad moment for me because something that I had just spent my entire college career building up to it's not that it didn't live up to the hype, you know, like the outdoor recreation part of it was definitely there. And I definitely learned a lot, but mm-hmm. the support for the, the, the mental side of it and the mental health side of it was, I mean, Cobbs was like 
just starting to get there, you know, and for someone that uh, like for from I feel like our generation is the first one that really has started to like stick our noses up about it and be like, hey, this mm-hmm. is something we need to pay attention to. And because I was already doing that in my own life, I I couldn't I couldn't be in a field where that wasn't supported yet. And so I think that what you're doing, just like I'm not even doing it, you're doing it, and it lights my soul on fire because I'm so happy that somebody's doing it. (laughs) Because it's just it's like this industry that is so cool for so many people has this hole in it, you know. And I think that's a huge reason why people don't stay in it. And it's such a sad reason to not stay in an industry that's so cool. And I just yeah. think that, that hole that you're filling is just phenomenal. I just think it's so phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And to kind of like touch on like what you said about how the outdoors, like outdoor lifestyle, I guess, is like not living up to the quote unquote, like the hype or whatever. Like van life is freaking hard as well. <laughs> right. I literally like wrote about it in my journal the other day, how like, um, the house that I'm living in right now is like very poorly insulated. So I'm still dirt bagging it in a way it's, it was built in the forties. It's, it's really cold when it's cold outside. Yeah. And I like sit here with a weighted blanket on and the like space heater pointed directly at my face. Um, and yeah. it's, that reminds me so much of like when I spent a winter in my van and it's like, you can't really let your body relax. Um, living in van life and it's similar to like living out in the completely in the woods with outward bound doing like long expedition type stuff um so I think that's like a huge part of of like all of what I do as well as like really reminding people that like this is like real life as well like you can't like even though it feels like this is just an adventure like you need to support yourself so that you can at the base like basic needs level before you can like actually grow um to like the higher level um like growth that you want to experience and just the learning that comes out of that I think that's another piece that from the outside looking in until you're in until you're really doing it from a perspective as a like a I think as a rec professional really you mm-hmm. you come to a rec situation you're like oh my god this is so fun this is so fun this is so fun but there is this next level of being able to like tap into yourself and learn things about yourself and grow and I mean it's one of the reasons I love Outward Bound it's why I spent so much time with them but I mm-hmm. and it's it's something that I really loved about the outdoor industry I I think some of the most personal growth I've ever done has been, you know, sitting on the side of a mountain or, I mean, the, the trip I did with them was 52 days out of my backpack. So like a long time, I'm, it's, it's a long ass time. It's a long ass time. It's like multiple seasons. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it really was to be, and, and multiple places. I was in Colorado. We were in Beta Boo, Wyoming. We were in Alaska and Whoa. like, I just loved it so much. And I, I just, I mean, I like, I tip my hat to you and I just think it's so impressive that you're, you're taking on this space that is so big and you're just finding the bits and pieces, like the best of it, you know, you're finding all the best pieces across like psychology and recreation and just taking them and making them into one piece. And I, mm-hmm. I, I just think it's so cool. I think it's so cool. I think that you're awesome. you're probably helping so much more people than you even realize too which is I mean Tori and I are gonna go listen to your whole podcast now so right. <laughs> I'm like when's my next trip where I can binge as many episodes as possible <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh so 
That's um, so sweet. So relatable. I, I just, I, that is the piece that I think is taken for granted is it's so mm-hmm. much more relatable than we think sometimes, you know, like you're, you're, you're pairing it with outdoors, but I mean, these pieces on mindfulness that you're talking about, oh my God, oh my God. Everybody could go listen to those no matter what industry you're in. You just happen totally. to be leading into the outdoors, you know? So yeah, my mom listened to the first episode that I published. She hasn't listened to very many of them. <laughs> mom, get on it if you're listening <laughs> to this. Um, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but she listened to the first one. She's not like classic. She would not be like my ideal client right now. Like she doesn't rock climb or whitewater kayak or anything. She used to mountain bike and snowboard and stuff, but um, she's an ER nurse. Um, oh, wow. and the first episode was about glorifying trauma and why we like talk about it. So like why we just talk about it in like a superpower kind of way when it's like something really gruesome that just happened to us that is the guy who's pector. Sorry. Oh, yes. no, no worries. <laughs> really? But exactly. I mean, really. It's yeah. like, it's, and it's like one of those things where it's like, it's, it's exciting the way I'm talking about it, but this yeah. guy's life changed forever in that instance. Yeah. So yeah. I need to go listen to that episode. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, the first episode is about that. And she was like, this is so relevant to ER nursing. Like everything. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Everything. Even though I'm directly talking about whitewater, it's yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's really cool. Um, so cool. How transferable it is. Um, I recently, your like Facebook, one of your posts came up about maybe some criticism that you had. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) so I get criticism in my business as well. Um, with expanding to New Bern, uh, I had a couple comments that said, well, good luck finding any good food in New Bern. And I'm just like, okay, (laughs) whatever. Um, one time some guy commented and he was like, I really don't like the word foodie. And I was like, okay that's literally my business name it's foodie tours so um, also like <laughs> go somewhere else <laughs> like <laughs> I just like didn't reply if somebody like yeah. comments something like that I just send them a little care like yeah and I'm like I care about what you say but I don't really care you know? thanks for boosting my post like exactly. <laughs> yes yes so um do you want to share that criticism and like kind yeah. of like, comment and like your decisions around keeping the event the same you know sure yeah so the event you're talking about is the um this adventurous singles event I am single and have been for like a long time and I'm so done with dating apps which I know so many other people are also and I feel like Asheville has this reputation of being like a terrible dating scene um <laughs> everyone I talked to was like oh yeah good luck good luck finding anyone wow. in Asheville everyone's <laughs> already paired um <laughs> so I I found I created this like little group of friends like totally for my own personal life um this is not exactly what you asked but I'm going into it's okay. it <laughs> it's okay. um but I created this group of like it's called like Asheville's hottest singles I love um, that it's or hottest like single gals or something like that and it's just like 10 people that are single because I that's literally everyone that I could find in my <laughs> network that was single all of my friends, like I literally listed out like my super close friends yesterday to my therapist and it was like five or six different couples <laughs> and I didn't have any of them that were single. And I'm like, I need more single people in my life. Mm-hmm. Like even just to relate to as friends, like I love, I love my friends that are in relationships, but I also 
can't they can't fully relate to me in this stage of life that I'm in right now um having been in relationships for three or four years like it's Mm -hmm. just a sad truth yeah um I'm happy for them but so When I can't find something that I'm looking for, I created people in person and I couldn't find a single one that was like my age range in Asheville or Asheville greater area. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, this should be a thing. And so I created one for adventurous singles. I basically was like, I want to create a place for anyone that I would potentially date to be in one place. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. (laughs) And uh, I posted it and it like blew up. I had like, um, I did it originally through Eventbrite instead of through my own website. Cause I was like, I don't know. It's kind of weird to like include this in my business. Like I'm going to date someone. I don't really want them to sign up and be like potential clients but I moved past that because it got too big um it blew up Eventbrite and was sold out within 24 hours (laughs) um to their like free maximum (laughs) which is 25 people yeah um and so then I created another Eventbrite like event and then I also just like switched all of it to my website and had another like 25 people sign up um, since then and I haven't done like any marketing for it I just posted it on Facebook pages um it's amazing so, yeah and I found like a local event to um to host or a local um brewery to host it or cidery Bold Rock is gonna host it which is super Bold Rock. oh my gosh yeah. I'm, I'm free sad too. that I'm not jealous or not <laughs> I mean I'm sad yeah I'm sad that I'm not single because I want to go because I love Bold Rock <laughs> and adventurous people but I do have a great yeah. boyfriend so I'm not that <laughs> yeah maybe this event's not for you no I definitely <laughs> see myself adventurous um, couples I don't know but then you get into weird swinger things so I don't want to uh, be yeah yeah, that I did find meetup groups for swingers and I was like, it's like for singles and swingers. And I'm like, I'm not interested in being a swinger. I want my own person. Like <laughs> I want to share oh. my person. I just want a person. Yeah. <laughs> I've thought about polyamory. I'm not interested. <laughs> um and yeah. So anyway, I created this event and I forget what your original question was, but the um, criticism because oh, the criticism age ageism. Yes. It's we're talking about. And so I created this event, like the original intention was for me. I want, right. I don't want to like, I want to meet people and right. I'm not interested not in anyone <laughs> over 40, like definitely Fair. not, probably not even interested in anyone over like 35 <laughs> as a 26 year old. Um, yeah, super fair. Um, like, and people are commenting on my posts, um, saying like, someone literally said like, wow, what a great reminder before 7am that I'm worthless being older than 40 and single. And I'm like, I did not say that at all. There is nothing in this post that targeted any or shamed anyone for being old or single. Right. In fact, you're promoting the fact that somebody is single. Yeah, I'm like, let's all like get together and mingle, like, right. right. <laughs> and I'm not interested in people who are older than that. So, like, ugh, yeah. But I responded to them, um, and I forget exactly what I said, but, um, basically, like my thought process around these people that are responding to it is like, I am, I feel empathy for you. <laughs> like that is your immediate reaction is like. Deep- 
it's obviously that something is going on in your own life that is causing you to have that reaction. I'm, I feel very secure that like my post was super well-worded and like intentionally phrased and not shaming anyone. Um, and lots of people supported me in that as well. Um, but I kept getting people saying like, not all of them were quite as extreme as like, you make me feel worthless <laughs> and it's because of you. Like a lot of them were just like, why not, why not have one for thirties and forties? Why not? Why? I don't understand why there needs to be an age limit on this. And like, you're being so exclusive. Why do you have it as only adventurous people? Everyone's looking for love. And I'm like, because I want to put everyone that would be potentially compatible together. Like, right. Just because I'm creating a space for a certain group of people, it doesn't mean that like you can't do your own thing and create this space for yourself with people that you would be interested in or like, and it also doesn't mean that I think like other people are worthless right. for having different interests right. than me. I'm just not attracted to them. <laughs> I think you are totally valid. And I yeah. think those people might need to talk to their therapists. Yeah. It's literally a Facebook yeah. event. Like it's okay. Yeah can't go I mean you can yeah. go and like you said you can go and make your own because that's exactly what you yeah. did you saw yeah. the need and you made your own so that now maybe you can meet someone that is you know adventurous and into things that you're into and these people can go and make a knitting club for singles yeah. over 40 you just you know exactly it's, <laughs> it's literally it's free to create an event right it'll blow up I just it's free to join all these Facebook groups just post it and then I just called a company like a local company it was like hey I've got like 40 people who want to come to the same place at a similar like at a, the same time to meet each other it's not it's a free event it's like can right. can we have it at your place <laughs> and they're, they're like, like yeah, yeah you can bring us buy business a yep right so. yeah <laughs> who will buy drinks you sure can yes. yeah yeah mm. on a Tuesday in February definitely oh yeah <laughs> at yeah. a cidery sure yeah yes yeah, I yeah. feel like I that also amazing. speaks to like that that piece where you're like, I have a need and I fill it. And I think that like people's negative reaction to that speaks so much to how much people want someone else to do things for them. Yeah. Like you are feeling like there is a reason that there are parameters around this. And it's because the intent is to fill your need. And I'm like, yeah, good on you, girl. Like, do your thing. I think that that's <laughs> awesome. And these people that are like trolling you on the internet are like, well, why can't you create this for me? And you're like, yeah, I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for me. And like, yeah. <laughs> it's just more proof of people wanting other people to do things for them and the instant gratification of it. And it's. Yeah. And it's like, this is exactly what I work on through my coaching program. It's like taking people from this like disempowered mindset to a more empowered, mm. like I can do it. I have this abundance in my life. Like there are opportunities available to me. Um, oh. yeah. And shifting out of that, like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> right, everything yeah, sucks. Too. Like, yeah. The, like yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I think that's where like a lot of entrepreneurs come out though, is, is that empowerment that you get, you know, either through life experience from being forced, not forced, but, you know, pushed into a position that maybe you weren't ready for and just having to figure it out. And then it's like, mm -hmm. okay, you know, now it's like, well, if I can figure it out in that job, I can figure it out on my own, you know, oh, totally. And, for you where it's like you know pushing people to to figure it out through coaching and through like you know empowerment and just really giving them the confidence and it is a lot about confidence and I, yeah it's yeah. great yeah a lot so of actually, coaching is just like holding that space for people to create their own like realizations 
Yeah. And I'm just like poking them like you you need to figure this out I'm not gonna stop poking you until you figure it out right I know you can do it (laughs) so but actually Becca that kind of opens another door your coaching is for anyone like I mean your specialty for your passion is whitewater but you do coaching for people in any like they can come to you with any space that they just want the mindset coaching for Am I making any sense? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So I, I have like made it my niche, so to say, like the, the people that I want to work with as clients are outdoorsy people. Okay. Um, but I'm open to working with like male or female or non-binary or anything on the gender spectrum. Um, and they can be anywhere in the world. They could be any age. Typically my clients are in their twenties and thirties. Typically yeah. they are rock climbers, mountain bikers, okay. whitewater kayakers, maybe snowboarding and skiing. Uh, just because that's like what I have knowledge in. Yeah. Those people are in my circles. Um, yeah. But um, I would be open to working with like endurance runners or yeah. like other mm-hmm. kinds of athletes. But I feel like a big part of my program is using our experiences in the outdoors as like a metaphor for like how you've succeeded in your past and how you already have it within you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's kind of like a key thing in my system. And if they didn't have those experiences, not to say that this wouldn't be helpful and that I couldn't help them like I'm trained in coaching to help anyone on anything which is so ridiculous um (laughs) (laughs) like I don't know everything about everything right um yeah so the people I work with typically are outdoor enthusiasts or um athletes of some sort um and they're typically in their 20s and 30s um yeah that makes sense yeah oh it's amazing I just think yeah. it's so amazing. I really <laughs> and it's the the theme that Tori and I have seen across the board. So you're the th- third person we've interviewed who like runs their own business. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line has always been just do it. Like, j- yeah. like just, just do it. If it's something that you're passionate about and it's something that you have an interest in, just do it. And I, yeah. our podcast could be named Just Do It. Let me tell you. Like- <laughs> Sponsored by Nike. <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there (laughs) our 10 followers need to grow a little bit more but you know (laughs) another phrase that I like is say yes before you know how oh oh I like that yeah that's another good good mantra very similar to just do it yeah Yeah. the boy scout one rings through to me which is if you can see it you can be it yeah it's just like it's all about envisioning your future and like that that mindset and manifesting and just if you can see it then yeah. why can't you do it you know why can't you be it that's just exactly. amazing amazing um becca i want to give you a chance to kind of share all the ways people can get in touch with you the things they can follow you on um i'll put that all in the description of this podcast too but i want to give you a second to just share that with you know our followers cool. um, thanks yeah yeah thank you for coming and taking the time to talk to us too yeah of course so um the best way to get Um, As I said earlier, like the best way to stay in touch and like keep in the loop for all the stuff I'm doing is to get on my email list. My website is wildwomanbecca.com. And um, if you go to wildwomanbecca.com slash own your shit, um, (laughs) there is like a a guidebook to owning your shit that has nine, um, nine journal prompts that are all like in order coaching sequenced um, to help you gain more confidence like immediately. Um, and then there's also nine tips of like things that I do that have helped me own my shit. 
Um, so you can get that. It's totally free. And that'll also sign you up for my email list. Um, and then you can find me on Facebook. Um, just my personal Facebook is the one that I post on the most, um, which is <laughs> Becca Ploner on Facebook. Um, if you're, if we don't have any mutual friends, maybe send me a message request <laughs> <laughs> explaining that you like, <laughs> like Fair. you listen to this podcast or like what you did. I don't always respond to super <laughs> random requests, um, but yeah, for fair reasons, I have yeah, blocked definitely. a few people <laughs> that are creepy, yes. especially from the singles men. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so <laughs> those are the best ways to get a get a hold of me. My Instagram is also Wild Woman Becca. Um, yeah, and the podcast is Wild Woman Podcast. Love yeah. that. Love well, it. Thank you so much, Becca. It has been so fun catching up. I feel like six yeah. years has flown by. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, it doesn't feel like it's been it's six chatting. years. It's like, it's so oh, crazy. yesterday we worked at the SRC I together. Know, I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Well, it's been so good chatting, and we definitely should not wait six more years to talk again. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. I, I have a feeling we won't. Based on how much fun Tori and I just had, I have a feeling it won't be six years. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that sounds good. Do joint mentoring. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're in the water don't you want to be in the water no. you don't yeah. if you don't want to you gotta want to do it <laughs> yeah you gotta want it <laughs> i'll take pictures Aww. of you being in the water thanks again becca for taking the time yeah thank, thank you. you so much for inviting me to be on here it was so Absolutely. fun yeah Absolutely. of course all right bye bye